0: And welcome to an Aussie edition of TC Live as we get you set for the summer down under live tennis coming at you at the bottom of the hour as the tune ups continue from Sydney and Adelaide with the Australian Open the year's first Grand Slam three days away. At the top of the hour we got some good looking tennis coming at you. Semifinals. Allison risk as well as Coco Golf and Madison Keys, three Americans all in action. These are all semifinal matches from Sydney and Adelaide. We'll have it for you right at the conclusion of TC Live. Hey, everybody, welcome inside our Santa Monica studios. I'm Rob Simulcare with Chanda Rubin and Jan Michael Gamble. And guys, we're getting so close to the Australian Open here. The controversy, not quite out of the woods yet. We're still waiting for final word on Novak Djokovic. Here's where things stand now. I'm sure you've been following this. Of course, his visa was canceled when he got to Australia. That was reversed by a judge. He was released at that point, but deportation is still on the table. Minister of Immigration Alex Hawke in Australia has not yet made a decision about whether to keep Djokovic in the country or not. The draw ceremony last night was delayed for about an hour and changed. People thought it had something to do with Djokovic, but it went on at that point, and he was put in as the number one seed. So right now, Chanda, we've got Djokovic in the draw And I think as it gets closer and closer, a lot of folks in the tennis world, myself included, would just like some finality here from Australia. Is he going to play or is he not going to play?
1: I mean, it's getting a bit ridiculous. And when you look at how the draw was delayed, I mean, that doesn't happen. And that is affecting all of the players in both draws. And you wonder why a decision can't be made already. Obviously, Djokovic is the number one seed. He's got who he's going to play. If he is taken out of the draw and out of the country, that has repercussions throughout the draw. Seeds have to get moved. A lot of players will, you know, change who they are. their first-round matchups will be. I mean, it, it would just be a mess. It's hard to see that happening, but why is this still a question? Why do we not have some finality to it?
0: It's got to be a little bit stressful for Djokovic trying to prepare for this, and he can handle it, we know that, but still hanging this, having this hang over his head.
2: <laughs> yeah, it is certainly stressful for Djokovic. I mean, this is something he could have kind of cured a long time ago and not gone into the country with all this controversy. It's there. What I don't understand is why also, Chanda, why they haven't made a decision yet because they have all the facts in front of them. So I don't know why those would change. I don't know why they would make a decision later Maybe the government doesn't necessarily care about the draw. Well, you know, we're Tennis Channel, so we care about the draw. We want the tennis to go on. I, I'm, this, for me, this is a pretty tired subject. I'm ready to see some great tennis in Australia. We've seen some great tennis in Australia at the other prior events um, that are still going on. Um, but make a decision. Let's, let's get on with the show. Yeah.
0: If he were to be taken out at this point before the first day's order of play is released, the number five seed, Andre Rublev, would move up to become the number one seed. So there's there's still time to to avoid the maximum disruption because if it happens after the first order of play is released, then a lucky loser ends up in there.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just a total mess. And, you know, Jan Michael, you mentioned that maybe the government doesn't care about the draw. But, I mean, they are... in their country, this is a sanctioned event, a Mm -hmm. major event in tennis that has brought in a lot of revenue. There's a history there. Why would they not be coordinated more? And we know the story from the start, um, you know, with the organizers of the tournament and and the miscommunications there. But at some point, you would just say, look, we deal with the situation as is. Let's make a decision and move on. This is an international event with so many eyes on it. And we see Djokovic, he's been practicing, trying to get his head, you know, into the game. And you figure he is a player who has that ability to kind of compartmentalize everything that's happened and really bring his best tennis, um, you know, to the forefront and maybe use a little bit of the controversy in his favor. I mean, he's been known to, you know, kind of enjoy that chip on his shoulder a little bit. So there are different ways that Djokovic can respond. But first things first, let's just have some decision made and at least all of the players can kind of put that behind them.
0: All right. Well, we are all hoping to put this behind us, but we're keeping an eye on this. So any news that breaks, we'll bring it to you here on Tennis Channel during live coverage tonight on our social platforms as well. So stay tuned to all the Tennis Channel platforms to see how this plays out. Well, as we mentioned, there was a draw, and that draw was an interesting one. Let's start with the men. Here's what the projected round of 16, assuming all the seeds won to this point, would look like. Jan, Mike, what jumps out at you?
2: There's a bunch of matches that jump out if this all happened according to, you know, what we see here, obviously. For me, that Zverev-Shapo match could be a really interesting one on hard courts there. I like the Rude-Center match down below it. You know, a couple of young guys have been playing extremely well, certainly the last year. Um, So, I mean, you could pick any number of those matches and we could have, you know, an amazing match to be watching. But there's a lot of great Great ones there. Yeah, there's
1: a number of matches that need to happen before we even get to these fourth rounds, but it's projected based on the seedings. I'd be interested to see Ojeda Aliassim. if that actually happens. That matchup uh, with Andre Rublev, Ojeda Aliassim coming off a big win uh, for Canada in ATP Cup, playing at a high, and he just looks great. That would be a lot of fun. And then Medvedev and Schwartzman, kind of you know similar styles in terms of their movement, their ability to cover the court, but you know, wouldn't necessarily be a walkover on this surface. So again, if it gets to these matches, it could be interesting.
0: Here's what the women's draw looks like and the projected round of 16. And Jen, Mike, the women's draw never holds the form, but if, if you <laughs> certainly, you can look at Ash Barty at number one, I think that's probably a
2: safe bet and she'd be playing Osaka. Well, yeah, that's a fantastic one. My eyes get immediately drawn to Kennan versus Badosa there. You know, Kennan is going to be tested at this event, obviously the champion before and plays well down under can she get through the first round against Maddie Keys, who's playing some pretty good tennis right now? So that's a big question mark. But again, I mean, there's some just fantastic matchups there. Look at Contavate, She's been playing amazing.
1: Yeah, you wonder, Sapalinka there at the bottom, her serving troubles, will she get through um, to that matchup? We haven't heard, you know, much about Kerber, but, you know, she's kind of quietly rounding in the form. And then that top section where we saw Barty and Osaka, that, for me, is the toughest. That's and an there awesome are some tough match-up matchups before that. But yeah. in the fourth round, these two champions, that would be interesting.
0: All right, what else is going to be interesting is the first round. And both the men's and women's side have some very juicy first-round matchups. Starting right at the top, Emma Raducanu coming off of her 2021 U.S. Open win, playing another former U.S. Open champion, Sloane Stephens.
1: I love uh, that matchup. First of all, Sloane Stephens, just got married, so I don't know if that's good or bad. Usually a happy Sloane Stevens is a tough Sloane Stevens, beautiful wedding. She's, you know, really with a high uh, coming into this event because of it. Her personal life is in order. Raducanu struggling a little bit with her tennis, so I think certainly Sloane Stevens has the advantage, but that would be a fun match to watch in the first round. Tough for both of them, but fun for us.
2: Yeah, I think there's some great ones here. For me, Paul Bedosa is actually one of my picks to win the tournament, so that's gonna be interesting one to watch there. I think she'll get through that first round, but looking down a little bit lower, these couple of Americans playing against Norian Berrettini, I think Norian Berrettini have a lot of pressure on them because those are some tough matchups for them. Both Nakashima and Korda have been playing some very high-level tennis, so, very much looking forward to those first rounds.
0: A couple of big servers there for the Americans, Isner and Cressy as well. That could be an Should interesting be matchup. One, yeah. absolutely.
1: Interesting with Cressy, how dynamic he plays, and he just keeps coming. Isner, <laughs> he can hold his own, so that would be a battle.
0: He's been known to do that. All right, well, <laughs> we've got some tennis happening as the tune-ups continue in Australia. We start in Adelaide, and Coco Gauff playing as well as anybody right now, taking on Ana Kanya. Yeah,
1: and, and she got off to a good start and needed to uh, you playing confident tennis now healthy but Goff held up well behind her serve got some free points off that shot especially in some clutch moments there uh, down the stretch in the first set able to take it you know pretty handily the second set was a bit more competitive but backhands like that one where Goff just leaned into it showed some real confidence from the wins she's gotten under her belt and this was a, a tough moment in the match but again Goff raised her level got the break and was able to give herself a chance to serve it out, and she is looking fantastic. A confidence-boosting match as she continues in this draw and looks forward to the odds open.
0: Speaking of confidence, Madison Keyes.
2: She is playing very well, serving well, taking on Ludmilla Samsonova. Yeah, this is one of the best tennis that I've seen from Maddie Keyes in quite some time. Not only is she serving well, but look right there, she's been returning extremely well, hitting her big forehand more consistently well over the course of these matches so far this week. That was a good first set for her there, 6-3. She did get down 3-0 in the second set, just that one break against her there and that was enough for Samsonova to get through it. But look at this good return, just going up the middle, smart play there on break point, making her opponent play, and then she served it out, served very nicely in this match. 12 aces, she served at 63% first serves and won 74% of those first serves. Really like Madison Keys this week. We'll be looking to see how well she can play down under. I think it's going to be good stuff.
0: All right, so that sets up an interesting semifinal in Adelaide. Coco Gauff and Madison Keys. Three Americans in the semifinals. Allison Risk threw as well. She'll take on Tamara Zidansek, And that Gauff-Keys match, Chanda, what do you think about that? Who's got the motivation? Uh, in a match like that to try to get through to the final.
1: Yeah, it's always a little tricky when you play against a, a fellow, you know, compatriot. I mean, that those matches add a different element. Certainly golf, though, you know, young, still, you know, really um, up and coming, but the higher-ranked player. So all of the pressure is a little bit on her, although you expect Keys with her experience to hold her own. She's got big weapons. I think it'll be an interesting match, first time that they've played each other. It'll be an interesting match with how confident Golf is serving. Can she use that as a weapon down the stretch the way she's done so far? That's going to be the question. But I've been impressed with Keyes, the way she's found her serve, has struggled um, coming into this year. But she looks great. That should be a battle.
0: When Keyes has her weapons under control, Jan and Mike, Mike, there,
2: there aren't many players that can beat her. Well, that's the thing. She's gonna to be, uh, be under control. She's gonna have to be offensive with the forehand. I think she's gonna have to win some good cross-court rallies and t- sort of take it to Coco's forehand with that big forehand cross-court to set up some plays there. She's gonna have to serve well, good percentage from that because Coco has been re- returning extremely well off both sides. So that's gonna be that's gonna be a little bit tougher. And Coco is one of the fastest players on tour, so the matchup is actually very interesting. Keys gonna have to be patient but aggressive. So that's the trick there. I think it's against Coco Gauff, which she forces her opponents to make a lot of unforced errors.
0: Keys has had 27 aces leading into this match, playing very well. Okay, when we come back, we've got live tennis for you at the bottom of the hour as we get set for the Australian Open. Coming up in just a few days, we'll show you what happened. Plus, Andy Murray in action, accomplishing something he hasn't done in a long time. We'll tell you about it when we come back. Promising young American, Maxime Cressy. A great run in Melbourne last week. Took Rafael Nadal in the final to a pretty intense two-set match here. Ended up losing, but it was a great, great week for Cressy. Now he is trying to follow that up very next week. You see him there feeling good about a tough match. Really gave Nadal all he could handle there last week. And now he is back today taking on Dan Evans.
1: And this is a fun match with a lot of aggressive play, Cressy serving and volleying, Dan Evans chipping and charging, and it was Evans that got the advantage, got a couple of breaks in the first set, Uh, but the second set went down to the tiebreak, and that's all fair. Right at your opponent at the net, Cressy's a big guy, you don't take a risk going around him, but right here, this was such a clutch point from Dan Evans here, just getting enough spin to bring that ball down, give himself match points. Right here, using the slice again to neutralize play. This was a very mature performance from Evans.
0: Andy Murray needed a short match
2: after playing over three hours the day before. He got one against David Goffin. Yeah, he certainly did. I don't think he was looking for this short of a match. Uh, going into this, this one against Goffin at six wins to zero. So this will be seven for him. Okay. So he's got that early break in this set and kind of cruised through it. Saw him get a second break. Andy was doing pretty much everything well. It's one of those matchups that I think is very difficult for David Goffin, who's been dealing with a knee injury, and obviously it affected him here again, unable to complete this match, which is unfortunate. It's nice to see him back on the court playing some high-level tennis. Didn't have it to yesterday.
0: All right, so he retires after one set, and so that sets up a semifinal: Riley Opelka and Andy Murray in one. It'll be Karatsev and Evans in the other in Sydney. Andy Murray. Feeling good, he hasn't been in a semi-final in quite a while. He spoke after the match.
2: It's obviously been a while uh, for me. Um, I do feel like I was getting, well, I have been getting closer um, in the last few months. And, you know, my results would, would suggest that. Um, so, yeah, good to, to get there this this early in the season. Um, and, yeah, hopefully I can keep building from here and have, uh, have a strong year.
0: 822 days, that's how long it had been since Andy Murray was in a semifinal. And you kind of had to wonder how he would react. He obviously ended up with the short match due to the retirement, The question now is, can he follow up a lot of tennis he's played this week?
1: Well, I think that would really help Andy Murray. First of all, he played a a tough match um, in his previous round. He had a tough one against uh, Vili. And so having a little easier day at the office can certainly give him a few more miles uh, in his next matchup against Opelka. I think that is a good matchup for Andy Murray. Big server, um, the American tall, rangy. But Murray is at his best when he has a target. He's been moving well. And I think overall, you know, get. to another semi it's taken this long that's given him a tremendous boost and he's going to come out ready to fight
0: what do you think his motivation is to try to get to a final
2: here only a few days before a grand slam well I think he's focused on in the moment which is I think really important for Andy Murray it seems like the injuries are something he's he's dealt with and he's looking at playing good tennis and improving that tennis um, and I think that the matchup I agree with chanda he likes having a target. He's going to get a lot of targets against Opelka. One of the things that Riley doesn't like is when that big serve comes back a lot back his way. And one <laughs> of the best servers in the world or returners in the world is Andy Murray. So that's going to be in Andy's favor, I think, in that match. He's going to, he's going to put some pressure on Riley. Riley's going to have to stay in those rallies. And, and we'll see if he has, has it tomorrow. But um, it's, going to be, it's going to be fun to watch. And I think that Andy wants to win the event. And I think that that's, that's the goal. Well, he's tuning up for a Grand Slam,
0: the Australian Open, where he has had a lot of success without a trophy, at least without a championship trophy. Since his debut in 2006, he's been a five time runner up in this event. Four losses to Djokovic, one to Federer, a tremendous record 48 and 13. So, Chanda, Andy likes it down under.
1: Yeah, I mean, he is. Certainly one of the best players never to have won that event. And you know Djokovic, how dominant he's been. So, you know, that has been tough for Andy to climb that hill. But, you know, the fact that he's had this kind of success in Australia, he loves playing on these courts. You know, there's a a sense of familiarity there. And I think that should help. Again, you start to get into three out of five sets. That changes the game. But first things first, if he can you know, get another couple of wins, get a title under his belt, Andy Murray, he'll be going into the Oz Open with a lot of confidence and, incidentally, playing the guy he played already yeah, <laughs> this week in the, the first round, Vassilaj Feely. I don't know if that's a good thing because they went to war uh, for three sets. But uh, certainly for Andy Murray, he's got to be feeling pretty confident.
0: Yeah, to play a guy over three hours and then have him in the first round of a Grand Slam just the next week, week. Interesting.
2: Well, it could be said that he knows how to beat him, because he did win the <laughs> match, so that's that's in his favor. He'll have a little rest before he plays that match, so that's going to be good. Uh, I think that when it goes to three out of five, it's actually in Andy Murray's favor. He knows how to win big matches, and he knows how to win in Australia. There's a good look at the draw. If he can get past Basilevili, he will have possibly a qualifier
0: there or a, a low-ranked player, so that's a big one for him. If he can get through that seed. He would then be headed for a possible matchup with Yannick Sinner.
1: Yeah, I mean, you first things first. You got to, you know, look at it round by round, not look too far ahead, but second round, uh, possible matchup between a qualifier and Cuevas or Joms- Johnson and Thompson. You got center there right at the bottom. I think those would be manageable, manageable opponents for Andy Murray, I think, but certainly it would be another challenge. I mean, that was a tough match that he was able to win. Beslesvili a big hitter, um, but for Andy Murray, it all depends on where he is physically, you know, how he does this week, the rest of the week, and, you know, just where he his body is sort of going into that first match.
0: All right. Well, again, we are headed for live tennis at the bottom of the hour from Australia, But when we come back here on TC Live, we'll get you our hot shot of the day. It was a tweener, of course. We'll show you whether it was a winner or not in a minute. Back here on TC Live. Live tennis coming up at the bottom of the hour from Adelaide. Allison Risk and Tamara Zidansek. We head now to Sydney, though, where Annette Contivate was looking for her first career win over Anja Burke.
2: Well, it's brand new world number seven versus the brand new world number 10. These two had a fantastic year last year, and we knew it was gonna be a good matchup from the start. Contivate, that all-court game, nice forehand there to get ahead. Just the one break for Contivate in this set. Jabour grabbing her back just a little bit there, so the injury seemed to be something she was dealing with. A good first set there for Annette Countivate. These two nice little playful rivalry off the court, and you see there, just grabbing the back, trying to get a little work done on it. She'll go out and make an attempt here in the second set, but it's just going to be the one and done there, unfortunately, for Jabour. Hopefully, she can get rid of that back uh, problem before the Australian Open. Such a fun player to watch. Very unfortunate end to a great match.
0: Daria Kasatkina looking to make her second semifinal in two weeks, taking on Garbina Muguruza.
1: And, and Muguruza has been playing well, but have just the one match this week. And Kasatkina has had the extra match under her belt he, that seemed to help. And in the first set, just held strong behind her serve. Sometimes the second serve can get a little dodgy, but. She was playing with such confidence. Once she got that first set tucked away, continued with the good movement, getting that extra ball back in hey, there, just squeezing Kasa- it past Muguruza. That was a big one to get the early break in the second set, and Kasachina never really looked back. Hey, and so getting another error, she was just the more solid player down the stretch. A fantastic win for her.
0: First top-five win for Kasachina since 2018, and you can see the joy there. So here's a look at the semi-final draw in Sydney. Krechikova and Kontaveit and then Paula bedosa playing very well. She defeated bencic there. She'll take on Kasatkina.
1: Yeah, these are some interesting semifinal matches, certainly players that have been in form um, for the most part. Kasekina kind of sneaking in there, but is playing terrific tennis again. She's a fun player to watch, and it should be an interesting matchup against Paula Bedosa. A little bit of slicing and more guile against the straight power. We'll see which holds sway.
0: All right, let's check in on what's going on online, our social net. And we start with some news out of Australia, and this was uh, news that broke yesterday. They have decided to go to 50% capacity at the Australian Open. An uptick in COVID cases there, Jan, Mike. And so we'll have fans there, which is great, but only 50%.
2: Yeah, and I, I don't think the crowds have been stellar so far. I think people in Australia are pretty careful about you know going out to these to these events so far, but I would expect the crowds to be to be decent at the Australian Open, not of, of the crowds of old, but it's great to see people just in the seats at all. So this is a nice precaution that's uh, sensible, and I, I think it's one that they maybe will make you know an amend to if it gets a little bit safer to have more people there. We've seen other tournaments do just exactly that. Uh, so, smart move.
0: Alright, well, we talked about Sloan-Stevens, and her first-round matchup. And this is interesting. She's had a, a little bit of a history of tough first-round matchups at slams lately. Suarez-Navarro, Kvitova, Madison Keys at the U.S. Open this last year, and now she gets Emma Radicani.
1: Yeah, and you look at, you know, the the three there were wild cards, so it's not necessarily her playing a top seed, although that can happen because her ranking has dropped. Um, That is the danger. But she's had some big matches that have had a lot of interest, and this one is no different coming up at the Australian Open against Raducanu. So we'll see where Sloane Stephens is, if she's approaching her tennis with the joy we've been seeing off court. But, uh, you know, she's a big match player, and we would have our eyes on her anyway. But, yeah, these have been some tough ones.
0: Well, guys, Australia is known for its wildlife, and apparently uh, it got a little bit involved in a match uh, involving a young Australian, Tenassi Kokonakis. Check out what happened.
2: He's been waiting at the line (laughs) there. That's great timing. (laughs) There's the culprit. (laughs) You just knew that was going to be in his head, didn't you? Well, the bird's clearly hey. not a Kokonakis fan there.
1: Is he trying to hit the And, and,
2: and I got to say, <laughs> I got to say, if, if he hit the bird, that is some really bad karma for a guy who's had a lot of injuries. nice to see Tanasi back on the court, but don't be hitting birds with the ball. Well,
1: you know, that crow may be telling him, and you know, he's got some good news coming. Gotta fix don't, your serve, don't
2: hit dude, the crow. So has no. <laughs> got a good serve. Well, he
0: eventually managed to get a serve off here, and so had a little fun with it as well. Good moment there for Tanasi. All right, when we... Come back. We're gonna start a night of live action. It starts in Sydney and Adelaide, the day session at 8:30 Eastern Time, 3 a.m. Eastern time for the night session, encore coverage tomorrow morning, and of course Saturday night TC Live at 12 a.m. Eastern time. Back with more in a minute. Welcome back to TC Live. We're getting set for tennis in Adelaide, but we just got some breaking news. Tamara Zdancic has pulled out. She is not going to make her match, and that means Allison Risk will actually go through to the final on a walkover. That sets up an All-American final in Adelaide as the other matchup in the semis, Madison Keys and Coco Golf. So Zdancic has pulled out of that match. We'll let you know about live tennis still coming up Tonight on Tennis Channel. Meanwhile, our hot shot of the day and some more American action from Australia. Maxine Cressy playing well and playing well here.
1: Yeah, this was one of the fun points of the match, but incredible. If you tuned in and that was the first point you (laughs) saw, this is not normal, but amazing stuff from Cressy here. And at first, you know, I thought it was going to be kind of the sideways forehand. We, he went for the straight tweener. And at his size, Dan, Mike, is that, is uh, why that do like
2: Why do I feel like this talented player <laughs> is going to show us a lot of hot shots <laughs> over the years? Because that was a particularly great one there.
0: All right. Well, here's what we got coming up tonight. And we start with a women's matchup. Barbara Krejcikova. She has not played well against top ten players recently, taking on Annette Conteveit, who is playing very well.
1: Yeah, these two, they played at the Tour Finals in Guadalajara, and Contivate won that one. And she is looking good again and getting through that first set against Jabur, That should give her confidence, although she didn't finish the match. That was a real turnaround. So little by little, Contivate is kind of lapping herself and just doing better and better. That should be a good match.
2: Right. looking to get into her fourth straight final. Yeah. She, she wins this match against... Krejcikova today, and I, I like her game against Krejcikova because she hits well off both sides, she comes forward well, she gets the ball deep, maybe push Krejcikova back with those big flowing strokes, you can, you can really kind of take it to her if you can put the pace and depth on the ball, yeah. that's one thing that, uh, that Annette does very well.
0: Alright, well we'll have a men's match after that, and this is clearly a contrast, Riley Opelka and Andy Murray, big server, great returner, talked about it a bit before, what do you think Opelka needs to do here to get through Murray?
1: Well, I think, you know, he's got to, of course, get the first serve going and not just big, but he's got to hit his targets. He's got to use the serve effectively to get second balls, those first balls that are you know inside the court where he can take over the middle of the court and not get into too many extended rallies against Andy Murray. That's the Murray strength. And certainly that's the type of match Murray wants to play. He wants to control the tempo. So for Opelka, I'd like to see him also getting in. Um, he's not necessarily a serve and volleyer every point, but he has the ability and the skill set to put pressure on Murray. He's going to have to do that. Over, and
2: over Yeah, I agree. He needs to put the pressure on. It, it seems silly to say, but he's going to have to serve well. <laughs> that's kind of the basis of his game. But um, he's going to need to execute on those middle court balls extremely well. He's going to have to hit those approach shots when he does come forward well and look to, when he can, when he gets ahead in points, a few sneak volleys I think will be in his favor because Murray will put balls back in play. He's so adept at hitting balls out of the corner and getting those balls, giving himself one more chance. We already talked about the fact that he loves having a target. So when you give him the target, you got to do it well. Chanda mentioned getting
0: into the net more. And it's interesting, when you look at Maxime Cressy and how effective he is, Great serve, but following it up, and you're starting to see the results from Opressi. I wonder if Opelka looks at that and says, you know, maybe maybe I should try more of that. Well,
1: <laughs> I would. I mean, I'd say, look, you know, I'm a big guy too. I can, you know, crash the boards and force play a little bit more. Certainly, that's not what Opelka may default to um, over the course of the match, as he moves nicely from the ground for a guy his size. But why not? You know, use your size, use the wingspan to. to even more pressure. I,
2: I say use the size, I, currently currently, right now Riley is, is a great player, but he is not as good of a volleyer as Max mm-hmm. Cressy, right. Cressy. Yeah. Yeah. His, his volleys are not as clear and, and, and as clean um, as Cressy, so he would have to do some work on those volleys to be able to take the ball lower, he's very good when the ball is above the net, high balls, obviously he takes those, takes charge, his volleys have improved, the ground strokes, the whole game of, of Opelka has improved over the years, and that's why we see that great ranking um, boost, but to be more of a servant volleyer, I think, I think he's going to have to do some work on that. I, I don't think it's his thought process, but I'd like to see him come forward. Yeah, more. you
1: got to do it under pressure. you got to yeah. add little components, maybe not every point, but that's kind of how you're, you grow your game uh, as a player, and certainly Opelka, I think, can do that.
0: Just got word, by the way, that uh, Tamara Zidancic, the the pullout was due to an abdominal injury. Mm. So, again, she is out. Allison Risk is through to the final, where she will take on the winner of a matchup. I'm looking forward to watching Coco Goff, Madison Keys, Obviously, two Americans playing so well right now. Keys serving great. 27 aces coming in in her last few matches.
2: Yeah, it's going to be a great matchup. I mean, that's the one we've been looking for, absolutely, is, is this, this test. What I love for this tournament with Coco, being that she's the top seed, she's been the top seed for a while, the pressure is on her. I kind of want to see more of that. You know, the, as the ranking continues to go up, she's going to be more and more often. The eyes have already been on her, but so, sort of she's been kind of on the outside coming in. Now she's there. And, and I, she's owning it and playing extremely well. The match yesterday was great. Uh, she's going to need it against Keys, who's hitting the forehand and the serve extremely well. Um, Coco has been returning well. So I, I'm really looking forward to the match tonight.
1: Yeah, I think uh, Coco Golf has been playing, uh, you know, a, a more mature brand of tennis. And we've seen it in her game. You know, since she was even younger and <laughs> 17, uh, you know, she's almost like a veteran now, which is crazy. But, you know, I think she's kind of still figuring it out and, you know, dealing with the pressure, how she wants to play in these big situations. It was nice seeing her talk about, you know, kind of going, being a little easier on herself, uh, enjoying her wins a bit more and, you know, just trying to release some of that pressure. And I think that's a big part of her game as she gets into these big match situations. She wants to win badly, wants to be a Grand Slam champion badly. Uh, But that is going to come as she keeps improving those areas of her game. So I think, first and foremost, that's the focus. We're seeing it uh, in some of her matches this week. That should help her against Madison Keys. She's got the advantage in the movement department. She's serving well. I think it's going to come down to who can play more consistently aggressive tennis.
0: All right. Well, it should be a great one. That's coming up later on tonight here on Tennis Channel. There will be live tennis coming at you. But in the meantime, we're going to wrap things up here on TC Live. We'll send it to Jason Goodall to get you set for a big night of tennis from down under. Enjoy your tennis. We'll see you next time on TC Live.